Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Akiko Freeman, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Akiko, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Yes, I am so honored and delighted to be here with you. In your home, of all places. Yeah, thank you. Dive right in. Okay. What was your first full-time job ever? Uh, my full-time job ever was um, educator for kids at New York's Metropolitan Museum. I was an art history major in college, and my first job, I got this thing in Metropolitan Museum, and I was hoping someday to become a curator at a museum, but that's a long way. So for the college student or college graduate, and the first job I got was uh, their education department teaching kids how to appreciate art. So that was my first thing. Then I moved on to setting art at some art galleries. So, so what? Or when, I guess, was the moment that you knew that you wanted to be a winemaker? Uh, <laughs> there was not a specific time that I wanted to be a winemaker. My husband, Ken, wanted to start a winery. We both have a mutual love for wine and food. And when we met in New York, but we moved out and came to San Francisco, and living in San Francisco, and every weekend we are just driving up to wine countries, meeting all the winemakers and grape growers. And my husband thought, like, we should do this. So we found a small property in Sebastopol, West Sonoma, and purchased it and started making wine from um, purchased grapes. And we hired our friends Ed Kurtzman as an, a consulting winemaker. And I was his assistant, like doing a cleanup job and, you know, washing barrels and tanks and just fell in love with winemaking. So I started learning more from him and it was just, I was always happy helping him out. But one day he looked at me, like after seven, eight years, and I think you'd earned enough, you should take over. So that's, I'm kind of happened upon. Yeah. Did you have formal training? No, no. Oh, self-taught. Yeah, so like um, everything I know, is it taught me. Wow. Yeah. But your grandfather had a great love for Bordeaux wine, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So he was born and raised in Japan, but uh, when he was 27, he went to England as a government's support and studied in London for a while. But maybe he kind of planted the seed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like the love for wine runs in the family. He planted the seed to my father, who kind of brainwashed me to <laughs> drink Pinot Noir from France. Right. And yeah. That's cute. Mm -hmm. So you're a self-taught winemaker, 
possibly the first female Asian-born winemaker in the U.S.? Um, I'm not sure if I'm the first winemaker, but probably one of the first that who owns a winery and vineyard and also make wine. Yeah, okay. there are other winemakers who purchase grapes and make wines, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> what have you found to be the most challenging part of being a winemaker? As a female? Well, just as being a self-taught winemaker. Um, well, I do not have a good chemistry background, mm -hmm. so I struggle with that. So it was a big running curve for me. Right. Still is. And every year, the nature just throw a curveball, so it's never the same. Right. Yeah, it's... Yeah, always running something new. And you've been the the winemaker now for about for Freeman for about ten years. Okay, not the assistant, but right? The assistant for eight years, years. and winemakers ten years. Oh wow! Wow, okay. time fries. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the case production? We do about five thousand cases. Oh, that's a good amount of size. It's a that yeah, very good size. And how many different varietals? Uh, just two. We do Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but we have a two Chardonnay and six different Pinot Noir. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. From different vineyards. And so how would you describe an Akiko Freeman wine? Um, it's more like kind of understated and true to the nature and I'm trying to make a very elegant wine. What's the future hold for Freeman Wine? What do you hope to aspire to? Um, well, we are doing more and more organic farming. And so just listen to the nature, what the runs tells you. And especially we make Pinot Noir and it's very kind of pure and transparent grapes. So um, it shows what kind of weather went through in the growing season and what winemaker did or did not in the kind of taste when it's become wine. So I'm just trying to tell, help them tell the story. Okay. Yeah. If somebody wants to taste mm -hmm. Freeman wines, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, just come see us at the winery <laughs> in Sebastopol. Okay. Yeah, we have a very small winery, but it's very, very charming. And we do a tasting in our wine cave. So it's kind of unique experience for people too. And do they have the opportunity to taste all of the wines or do it just a select amount um, of wines? We usually have five to six wines mm -hmm. open. Okay. So maybe not all eight, but most of it. And you're by appointment only? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. We are a small team. So if all of us are in the vineyards, there is nobody in the winery. So, right. Yeah. What motivates you? How do you keep going? What? Um, we get uh, so many kind of nice emails and phone calls from people who had our wine. And they are excited. I just had the best Pinot Noir I ever had. So that's motivate me. Okay. Yeah. Give me energy to do to keep going. Yeah, keep going. Do you have a mentor that has helped you along the way? Yes, uh, the Ed Kurtzman, our first winemaker, was, he became like my 
older brother I never had. Aww. And yeah, he always just helped me out, even in a bad day. <laughs> well, that's good. It's yeah. always nice to have somebody yes, like that, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely, the shoulder to cry on. <laughs> What's the best advice that you've been given along the way as far as making wine? Maybe from him or someone else? Uh, definitely from him. And he just tell me to let the grapes speak. Yeah, so don't overwork it. That we have the minimalist winemaking. What about a top moment in your career so far? Ah, top moment. That's an interesting question. When the White House called and asked for a wine to serve at the President Obama's last state dinner. That's welcoming. Pretty yeah. Neat. Yeah, it was for the welcoming Japanese prime minister. And for the small winery like us, like getting a call like this was kind of amazing. Amazing, yes. Did you get to go too? No, they didn't <laughs> invite me, just the wine. But. Oh, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> it should have been a requirement. Right. Yeah, we're going to give you some wine. We get to go too. Right, right. Will you always make just Pinot and Chard, or is there other varietals in your future? Or um, I do enjoy other kind of wines, but where we are is just best for uh, Chardonnay and Pinot, Pinot Noir. And I don't believe in tracking grapes from way far. So, okay. yeah, I think we're just going to stick with two. Let's talk about the different Pinots that you offer. Mm-hmm. What are the different Pinots? So we have, um, we make wine from two different areas in mm-hmm. Sonoma. One is Russian Devavari and one is Sonoma Coast, um, soon to be West Sonoma Coast. Mm. So we are carving some coastal area from the big Sonoma Coast area to West Sonoma Coast. And uh, Russian River grapes get a little more sunshine, so it's more robust and very... I love I yeah. love Russian River Pinots mm-hmm. personally, but... Yeah, and Sonoma Coast Pinot Noir, which is much closer mm-hmm. to the Pacific and windy, foggy area, so it makes a very, very elegant style. So you've got Russian River, you've got Sonoma Coast. Coast, and we have a um, few different... Um, single vineyard? Single vineyard, two from Russian River, one from um, Sonoma, Western Sonoma Coast, and I mix different barrels from best tasting barrels from balls and make a special cuvee oh, out of it. Oh, very good. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. So, yeah. What's the price range of your wines? Uh, between $45 to uh, $75. Oh, reasonable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you're always going to make Chardonnay and Pinot. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I admire you for that because this area is so perfectly suited for those two mm-hmm. grapes. Right. So I appreciate that. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You love wine. And at Total Wine & More, you can count on getting the service you deserve. Their team of fun and friendly experts are extensively trained and even travel everywhere from California to Europe to meet the producers themselves. Stop by, check out over 8,000 bottles, and see why those who know wine always drink interesting at Total Wine and More. Let's transition to your personal life now. Okay. You do live in Sebastopol. Mm -hmm. You could have lived anywhere. Why did you choose Sebastopol? Um, we just, when we first discovered 
Sebastopol. Well, there are quite a few wineries we love around here, and we just kind of fell in love with it. And it's almost like Italy, it's like rolling hills, and it's kind of rural, but it's close enough to the big city like San Francisco. Your view here is, I think, spectacular. Thank you. Yeah, we don't see much other houses around you here. See nobody. Just, yeah. Well, a like little a, bit just, up there. Yeah, a little bit. Just the roof of right. somebody's, but it's almost like a tree house. It is, really. Yeah. It's just beautiful and mm-hmm. you, because your house has so many large windows. Yes. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of tucked away in this underdeveloped area of Sebastopol, right, yeah. which, is, which is perfect. And you are close to San Francisco, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your house. Yes. How would you describe your house? I, of course, already told folks that you have a lot of windows, but right. what's your decorating style and your, uh-huh. your style in general? It's just a very simple house and clean line, and it's just a big window so you can see our vineyards looking down. You built your home? Yes, we did. Yeah. So it's kind of contemporary. Yes, yeah, but a lot of people think there's a little like a Japanese feeding to it, and so I your love. influence <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't seem very large. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's like very cozy. cozy. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Of course, there's all your books because you're an avid reader. <laughs> yes. Beautiful fireplace. Thank you. Yeah. So very simple lines, a lot of wood. Yeah. Not necessarily much color. No, um, just kind of blend into the nature. Absolutely. Yeah. You kind of let all the windows, you know. Right. The windows and the outside are kind of the color. Yes, exactly. Brings in the color. Now I'm going to ask you about you and your husband. Mm-hmm. So you were an art major. Right. Art history major. Oh, I'm sorry. You said that you met your husband in New York. Right. So how did you meet? So, um... I came to the States after high school as an exchange student, and um, I went to all-girls Catholic school in Japan, and there's a sister school, girls' college in Westchester, New York, and my parents and school teachers thought it's a good idea for me to go there for a year and learn English. So I packed my bag and went, and the name of the school was Manhattanville College. And I thought I was going to Manhattan. Right. <laughs> From I would have thought that. <laughs> yeah. But when I got there, I, it, I realized it wasn't Manhattan. It's, I, as soon as I get off the cab, I saw deer running through campus. And I'm like, hmm, this is not exactly <laughs> what I saw. It's not what I signed up for. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, it was very charming. And I checked myself into the dormitory and the school started. And three weeks into school, a huge hurricane came up north and hit New York. And the school lost power and class canceled. So I was just hanging out with all my girlfriends in the dormitory. And one of them invited me to go to her boyfriend's party. And I had no idea what it was. But in Tokyo, if somebody said party, you dress to kill. So I put on my cocktail dress and updo and a high heel and totally made up for the formal party. It was my first party, party. in New York. Right. 
And it went, and it was a keg party at somebody's basement. Oh my goodness! And everybody's in the Ferrano shirts and jeans, and oh, it totally stood out. And my husband spotted me, and we start talking, and we realized we both love food and wine. So that's kind of bonded us. Was he dressed up too? No, no, he was in the jeans and okay. whatever. <laughs> well, did he say how beautiful you were? <laughs> uh, he did not say that, no. but yeah, okay. he was very, very nice gracious. and charming. Very and, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you first met. Right. And the name of the hurricane that hit New York that year was a Gloria. So we named our first estate. You're looking at it. This is our Gloria vineyard. Oh my, yeah. okay. So he swept you off your feet. Yes. <laughs> at a party. Right, yeah. And you got married and he's the yeah. one and, and you moved to New York or you moved to San Francisco. Right, yeah. And so then all of a sudden you decided you were going to make wine. <laughs> <laughs> right, it was kind of drastic move. A lot of interesting yes, yes. Um, yeah. developments mm -hmm. after you met him. Right, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, well I... Ended up finishing college in New York. Of course, of course. So it was like a four years later until I moved to San, uh, Francisco. San Francisco. My husband was a few years older, so he came out here first, yes. and I ended up following him to San Francisco. Well, you're a lovely couple, <laughs> really. I mean, I, I had the opportunity to meet Ken just a, a short while ago, and really a, a lovely man, and you Thank really you. are a great couple. Let's get back to you. Mm -hmm. Is there something else that people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you, I know you may speak a second language, or do you, do you have a hobby? Do you collect something? Um, well, I'm uh, Abbott. Bookery, bookworm, yeah. I just love reading books. So was my husband. So we have a quite a bit of collection of books, and um, I love to eat. So I cook quite a bit. And what else is? Hmm. I don't know. Out of the ordinary. Anything yeah. out of the ordinary? What's your favorite book that you own? Do you have a collector book? Some a book that you might be most proud to own. Huh. That people might be surprised that you own. I don't think I have that kind of books. No. I have a quite a big collection of cookbooks. Yeah. You do have a lot of books. Well, <laughs> for we sure. We do. Yeah, there's a whole section of cookbooks. Oh, another one. Here, oh, right? my goodness. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. Well, mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to move and have to pack up all those books. I know. <laughs> right, so hopefully we don't have to move too Never, soon. Never <laughs> move because this place is paradise. We're in wine country. Right. Other than your own wine, mm -hmm. what do you like to drink at home? Um, For... From this area, I love... It can be anything. Yeah, um, I like Little Eye wine. Mm -hmm. uh, the winemaker, Ted Lemon, who's kind of nearby, he makes beautiful wines. So you, you are definitely a wine girl. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're drinking wine at right. home. Oh, yeah. And do you, ha do you have a particular varietal that you like to drink? Um, I... Pinot Noir what? all the way. Okay. Yes. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there a trip that perhaps you and Ken have been on that has great meaning to you that you can share with us? Um, a meaningful trip? Yeah, we had a, quite a few wine trips. Like everywhere we go, we are either eating at place we like to go or visiting another winery. So um, we've been to um, 
Piemonte in Italy mm -hmm. to drink Barolo and Barbaresco. That's uh, next to Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. My favorite is uh, Nabiolo grapes. Yeah. And we made quite a few winemaker friends there. So we keep going back to see them. Again and again. Again and again, yeah. And especially trying to go in November, right after harvest, so it's a white truffle season. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, for sure. Maybe a trip that's not wine-related that, ha that has great meaning to you? Um, well, um, I'm from Japan, and I love taking Ken to Japan. And we, the whole country has like a nice spring hop hot spring bath mm -hmm. all over Japan. So we are just hitting different inns and different regions every time we go. So it's like our kind of non-related to work and just relaxing. Are you ever homesick? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I miss the food and I miss my family. Do they come here very often? Uh, they used to. Uh, my parents are quite elderly now, so I don't think they can travel overseas. But my brother and his wife and my nephew comes to visit. So that's Regularly? Yes, that's pretty nice. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a favorite childhood memory you could share from your hometown? Hmm. Um... My grandmother was an avid gardener. Mm -hmm. So as a small kid, um, I just went out to the garden. She had a big, beautiful gardens with so many different flowers, and she was always tending to them. So I guess I do enjoy nature. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you did regularly with her? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, kind of another, it's like your grandmother and your grandfather kind of instilled that the, yeah. those winemaking mm -hmm. traits. Right. Because vines and mm -hmm. Bordeaux and, right. <laughs> and <Right>. everything. <laughs> it seems like you were destined to be a winemaker. <laughs> Have you ever thought that you should get formal education to be a winemaker? Yes. Or um, so when we start the winery mm -hmm. and I was helping uh, winemaker, I sort of going to UC Davis right. or something, and um, it told me like I am working for my own winery, so right. I don't need a credential, you right. know, like <laughs> license or whatever. So he's like, that's waste of time, just time. run yeah. from me. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and you did have a great mentor yes yes so you mm -hmm. learned from yeah. somebody so mm -hmm. you knew what to do right so, yeah so so mm -hmm. no so you have the luxury of yes, not needing absolutely. to do that yeah well let's wrap things up with those five quick questions okay so here we go what kind of car do you drive i drove drive audi okay q5 That's, yeah there you go what's the last magazine that you read last magazine probably well I don't read too many magazines. Probably the Bon Appetit magazine. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Um, I like sunflowers. One of your favorite movies? Hmm. Gone with the Wind. And what is one of your favorite songs to dance to? <laughs> um, it could be slow dancing or fast dancing. 
What did you dance to on your wedding? We day? didn't have a wedding. Oh we my goodness. Old, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help you out. Yeah, you go. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not much of a dancer. so. Okay, I'll give you another question. Right. Who's your favorite actor? Tom Hanks. Okay. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Akiko, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.